0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is LB, and you are listening to The Candy Bag B. So, y'all, I know it has been so long since the last time I recorded a show. But when I tell you life happened, life literally happened. So, within the last couple of weeks, I had my birthday, real life shit. (laughs) What's <laughs> going on and you know i just had to bring all this shit back together but before we get started let me go ahead and run down uh my social media sites so you can listen to the candy bag bit on spotify anchor radio play google play and that's it yes and that's it all right so If you have any questions, you want to send in um, anything, you need some advice, or you just want to shout out and say, hey, bitch, what's happening? You can reach me at my email, which is itthecandybagb at gmail.com. My Instagram page is thecandybag underscore b. And the Facebook page is thecandybagb. So, Now that we got all that out the way, we can go ahead and get started with this shit. All right. So again, my birthday happened and I am now 39 years old. Ay, 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 ay. I didn't think I would be this happy to turn 39. But year 38, was absolutely a fucking amazing. Like I went through some trials and um uh, I learned more things about myself. But at the end of it all, when I can sit and think about it, it was like, God damn bitch, you made it. Like you made it to 39 years old. You are in your right mind. Your health is amazing. You have a great family, amazing friends. Like, I mean, what more could a bitch ask for? So, let me go ahead and tell y'all real quick what I did for my birthday. So, first of all, if you don't know, my birthday is August 23rd, and I'm a Virgo representing in this motherfucker. Okay, let's start there. Represent one time for all the Virgos. I hear you. I see you. I'm with you. So, anyway... Um, my love language, my top love language is receiving gifts. And while that may seem shallow, I like little things too. So, while I love shoes and I absolutely love clothes, my guilty pleasure is Tiffany's jewelry. But, you know, I buy that shit for myself or, you know, my husband will give me something every now and then. Anywho. So, um, I love surprises like I like surprises, but then I don't like surprises. Like, I be wanting to know what the surprise is, but then I don't want to know what the surprise is. I know. I'm extra. If you know me, you know I'm extra. So, anywho. So, he um told me to take off on a Friday. That was my birthday. And the following Monday. So, I'm like, oh, shit. Wait a minute. What do you got planned? Well, Told me to pack a bag, told me like the kind of things to take with me. Like he's like, you know, bring something to wear like to a formal dinner and some ratchet shit and then some comfortable stuff. And I know you always overpack for so just pack whatever you want to. But you will need sneakers. You might wear heels if you feel like it, or some flat shoes. Either or whatever you want to do. I said, okay, cool. Bit He said, Well, Friday. It's your birthday, so that is your day to do whatever it is that you want to do. So normally he DJs um at this spot in Covington called QC's. So he did not DJ to stay at home with the kids because usually I'm at home with the kids when he's DJing, like now. So um he was like, You spend that day doing whatever it is you want to do. That's the time with your friends, because the rest of the time is me and you. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So Friday, I couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do, but I was like, "Hmm, let me see. Well, it got me a little something. Well, there's this spot called Punch Bowl Social um, at the Battery Park, which is where the Brave Stadium is. I was like, you know what? I'll do that. I go out with my friends. I just kind of, you know, put it out there. Hey, this is where I'll be. If you want to come, come through. All right. So I found this cute ass outfit, right? So what he told me was, he said, I'm going to send you to Jeju for the day. And I was like, oh my God. Like I've been wanting to go to Jeju for years, but I never really like took the time to just go. And I don't even really know why, but I am thankful that he sent me. So I go on Jeju. Ladies, if you have never been to Jeju, you need to go. I wanted to get a hip bath, but I wasn't able to. But I did get a massage and I did get a body scrub, which they call a body shampoo. Now, there are seven saunas, six hot variations of hot, and then one cold, right? I didn't go in that cold shit because... No, thank you. But I did make sure that I went into every last sauna that they had. Now, this massage that I got, I got a deep tissue massage with oil. And this little Asian man, when I tell y'all, he stretched me out. And I got to say it with a K. He stretched me out so well. I felt like a new person when I got up off of that table. Like, he literally was, man, he was twisting my body in opposite directions, and I could hear my back popping and my shoulders and arms, and I'm going to have to go back because that massage was everything, okay? Okay. Then I went and got a little body scrub. So what you have to do with the body scrub, you have to be completely naked. And then you have to soak in one of the hot tubs for at least 15 minutes. So they have a hot tub, which is like a jacuzzi. And then they have a warm, which to me was hot because I was sweating like a motherfucker in there. But, you know, you got to open up your pores and get you ready for the body scrub. Now, I had heard that the body scrub is disrespectful. It makes you feel disrespectful. I was like... It's me. Nothing makes me feel disrespected like that. I mean, it's just a goddamn body scrub, right? And I got on that table. That Asian woman scrubbed me from here, there, and everywhere. I was almost ashamed of how much dirt came up off of me. (laughs) I was like, wait, wait, do I need to, can I get somebody to translate to her? that I do bathe every day, (laughs) that I do exfoliate, like, I I really take care of my skin, but, like, she scrubbed, I I felt like she was scrubbing the black off of me in a good way, like, it wasn't rough, but it was, like, you knew you were thoroughly cleaned after she got done, okay, so I felt amazing after that, and then it was time for me to get ready so I could meet my friends at uh, Punchbowl Social, so, a bitch was together. You hear me? I was together. I put my little makeup on, just eyes and brows and lipstick. And um, I had my cute little fashion over, romper on, and a bitch. She was killing them in the heels and shit. If you are Facebook friends with me, then you've seen the pictures. Because I was feeling myself, and you could tell. Anywho, had a great night with friends And the next day, I worked out in the morning like I always do. And it was time to enjoy the weekend with my husband. So he got us a hotel room downtown at the Marriott. I should remember this, but I've been drinking it. Okay, I think it was the Marriott. Anywho, the room was beautiful. Um, He had a great view. So he was like, put your ratchet gear on and I'm like okay and then I found out we were going to streets fest so two artists that I absolutely love is Megan Thee Stallion and 2 Chains. both of them were going to be at the street fest and I'm like yes in this motherfucker so I put on my leggings and shit you know what I'm saying I was doing it I was real cute cute so I enjoyed both performances and then you know we went back to the room and then that was that right <sighs> And um, next day, we went to this restaurant out in Alpharetta at the Avalon, and then we went bowling. I wanted to, he wanted to. You know, we just had a really good time just being intimate and loving up on each other and just spending time without the kids as well. Enjoyed my birthday. Everything was absolutely perfect. It was perfect. Like, I could not have asked for a better 39th birthday. Now, 40, I want to go to Costa Rica, so I need to get my life together and start planning that shit. And whoever come, come. And who don't, don't. That's pretty much how I feel. So, anywho, cleared that up. Let's go ahead and get into the topic for tonight. So, the basis of this particular podcast is trust the process that is hard for us to do because we pretty much want a resolution like that we go through some bullshit like we want it to end as soon as it starts I know I do I don't want to trust the process I don't want to wait I want this shit to be fixed right now But that's not the reality of the situation. So for me, what I'm going to start with is my weight loss journey. So if you know me again, then you've seen my weight loss journey from April 22nd until now. April 22nd. Okay, so I am six feet tall, but I was 195 pounds. And for me, that was too big. Because I've always been slim. So before I had my last two children, I was a size four. So to go from a four to a 14, 16, damn near 18, that didn't feel good. Like my body did not feel good at all. So I joined the heat challenge. And I was determined to stay focused. Like I was determined to follow the plan to a T. I would have loved to win the $5,000 but that really wasn't my goal. My goal was to not be a fat bitch. I felt like I was fat. No shade to those who are plus size women. Love you. Get out your motherfucking feelings because I'm talking about myself. Okay. So I felt fat. My knees hurt. My ankles was hurting. I couldn't walk up a flight of steps without breathing hard. Like I didn't like that shit at all. The basis of the challenge is to work out and eat right. Follow the meal plan. Low-sodium foods, no sugar, no salt, if it's not pink Himalayan salt. Um, Garlic powder instead of garlic salt. No seasoned salt, no lyres, none of that shit. No chicken broth. Like, it was basically to the basics. And I'm going to tell you all the truth. That food was gross as fuck. Blander than a motherfucker. But within two weeks, I was able to see a difference. I did not waver at all from the plan. I worked out two to three times a day. Because that's what I know I needed to do for me. You don't have to work out two to three times a day. If one work for you, you do that. If two work for you, you do that. If 14 work for you, honey, you do that. But all I know is is that for me, working out two to three times a day, and when I say working out, I mean I would run two miles in the morning, I would go to the gym on my lunch break, and then I would go to a boot camp or practice or go back to the gym in the evening. And, like, I was hitting it hard. Because I had a goal to reach. I didn't have a weight goal in mind. I didn't even have a clothing size in mind. All I knew is I didn't want to be the size I was anymore. And I made sure that I wasn't. So I took the before pictures. And then I, ta- I took progress pics every two weeks. And I documented damn near every day of the 60-day challenge on Facebook. That was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. Not to eat lemon pepper wet wings fried crispy wet fries so I can dip it in lemon pepper wet sauce. Like that was hard to not eat that. To eat bland ass broccoli every fucking day. To eat bland ass chicken every fucking day. But I knew I needed to do it if I wanted results. There was no way I was going to get the results I wanted by having cheat days and cheat meals and not working out and really not putting forth any effort. But that's what worked for me. And we always need to do what works for us, whether other people like it or not. There wasn't anything that I let deter me. At the time, I wasn't strong enough or I didn't have the mm, enough resistance to temptation to not partake in drinking alcohol and hanging out and having a good time. So I kept my ass in the house. If I wasn't working out, if I wasn't going to a kickball game, I stayed my ass in the house for 60 days. And if anybody know me, you know I am a busybody and a party animal. But I kept my ass in the house. So at the end of the challenge... There are thousands of people who joined this challenge, and I made the top 30. I could not believe it. Looking at my pictures, like, at first, I couldn't even see a difference in my body. But then I started looking at my pictures and placing them side by side, and I was like, oh, my God, my stomach is gone. My back fat is going away. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. Not my titties. Not my titties. Wait, hold on. Titties, come back. Please come back. I took my B-cups for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really did. And now I'm a half a half a A. And I'm in my feelings every time I put on a bra. But this pussy still hit right. So, hey, it is what it is. Anywho. So, at the end of the 60 days, and this was from April 22nd until July 22nd, I lost 30 pounds. Unheard of. I could not believe it. I literally went from 195 to 165 in two months. To say that I felt great is a, it's, it's an understatement. I felt amazing. I felt younger, like my body felt good. I woke up and I felt great in the morning. Yeah, you know, I was sore from working out so hard, but shit, it was a good sore, it wasn't a uh I'm out of shape, sore. It was a I pushed myself to the limit yesterday and I'm feeling it today type thing. So for me, that's what I needed to do. And even in that that month in between challenges, because I joined again the second time. Even that month in between, like, I didn't even go crazy eating a whole bunch of shit. I had one slice of German chocolate cake, which is my fave. Um, I drank a little bit. Like, I didn't have any fried foods. I pretty much stayed on course. Now, I did give me some juicy crab, and I tore that shit up, and it tore my stomach up. Because, you know, I had gotten used to, my body had gotten accustomed to eating a specific way at the time. So I had to trust the process of the challenge. And another thing I had to do was not compare my results to anyone else's. I wanted two packs, just two. I'm not going to be greedy. And I got two packs. Do I wish that my stomach would have uh, disintegrated? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the Lord knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like the higher power knows what she is doing. Because if I get a flat stomach, it's a bunch of y'all I'm not going to talk to no more. Starting with Chicken Little. And she know that because I done already told her. Bitch, when my stomach, if my stomach ever get on flat, flat, I am done talking to you. I will no longer be your friend. That's a joke, y'all. I'm just playing. So I had to trust the process of making sure that I kept my eye on the prize, so to speak. And the reason why I kept my eye on the prize is because I knew what I wanted. Like I knew what my goal was. And again, that was to not be a fat bitch no more. So I wasn't letting anything deter me. there wasn't a party, a husband, kids, birthday parties, uh baby showers, nothing. I didn't go to anything for two whole months. That's what I had to do. like I had to just uh disassociate myself from the outside world so that I could remain focused on losing weight and staying on the challenge and staying focused. So we're going to shift it a little bit because remember, we're still talking about trusting the process. So I really honestly had to trust the process of what my body was going through to get the results that I wanted. In the middle of the challenge, I found out how strong I am, like physically, how strong I am. I have, there is one One exercise that really still intimidates me, and that is a a cling. And what a cling is, um, it's a deadlift. So you start in a deadlift. And those who work out, you know what I mean. So you start in a deadlift, and you have to bend your knees and bring the weight off of your thighs and pop it up. Onto your arms. That's pretty much it. I cannot get any further than 95 pounds, which means that even still now, I need to work harder to get stronger to be able to get to at least 105. Like I want to conquer 95 pounds with a cling and then move on to more weight. So that's my new goal. Like I stay with a goal. I have to because if you don't have a goal, you don't have anything to kind of look forward to, so to speak. All right, so along with trusting a process, like that's the the that the weight loss is personal. That's pretty much focused on you. Everything is about you. Well, what about when life shit start happening? At the beginning of this show, I told y'all life happened, and when I say life happened, it was like my birthday, work shit, it was just like school started back, it was just a lot of shit was going on. At one time, I joined two kickball teams, so I played two games on Saturdays, two games on Sundays, so I got practice during the week, I still got to work out, still got to make sure the kids get bathed and fed, and uh, they doing their homework, and... I still got to make sure I'm spending time with my husband, both of my lovers. Like, I got to make sure that I am making time for everything and everyone in my life. Honestly, I do not know how I do all that shit in one day. But I always make time for the things that I want to. Period. So, I make time for that shit. So, with the life shit... And trust in the process. So anybody who's married or you've been in a relationship before, you know that situations happen in relationships that can pretty much like shake that shit up. But it's how you recover and how you um, react to whatever is happening that will either make you or break you. But at the end of it all, you have to trust the process of what you all are going through. Now, communication is key. Especially since we're talking about relationships right now. Because we know relationship things happen. But you have to keep the lines of communication open. And nobody can be in it. Well, well, I mean, you can be in your feelings. But being in your feelings doesn't really help the situation. So it's always better to kind of try to take a step back, see the other person's view on whatever it is you all are talking about. Definitely use, I feel, keep it like the I words. I feel like, I feel as though, so on and so forth. Because when you start with the, you did and you said, that's automatically going to make people kind of be on the defensive. So if you personalize how you feel About whatever happened. The conversation should go. A little smoother right. So. um, You know. We're human. My husband and I definitely. Still go through marriage shit. (laughs) I mean it's the inevitable. You know. Um, I'm the extrovert. He's the introvert. And I'm always somewhere doing something. With someone by myself. Somebody them bodies, a bunch of bodies, nobodies. So, you know, I know he had to adjust to that and then I had to adjust to him being an introvert. But, you know, when you let a person be who they are and you accept them for who they are, it's not too hard of a thing to do. Well, I just have to always remember that marriage is a process. I married the perfect man for me. Don't want to be married to anybody else. Like he is the man that I want to be married to. And I enjoy being married to him. I enjoy the fact that he's the father of my children and that we have smart children. They are smart as hell. I am definitely not smarter than my first grader or my second grader. But I digress. So, when we go through situations, you know, first of all, we don't yell at each other because I don't like to be yelled at and um, I'll shut down. And I'm not saying a goddamn thing. As soon as your voice started rising, I'll let you know hey, 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 spring that on back down, please. We're having a conversation. We should be able to talk to each other, not holler, scream, and yell. Because nobody is listening to each other if both of y'all hollering and screaming at each other at the same time. It doesn't work. So, we have learned how to communicate with each other. We sit down and we just talk it out. You know, whether um, it's a difficult conversation to have or, you know, it's something in relation to the kids or whatever, like... You have to, if you want your marriage or your relationship to last, you have to be willing to have the difficult conversations. And that's a relationship in general. That could be a friendship. That could be whatever kind of relationship you have with your cousin or you have with um, whomever. I mean, like... You never really, there's always a way to resolve a situation. Even if the resolution is to agree to disagree. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's okay to agree to disagree. But everybody has to be willing to compromise like we all have to bend a little bit and now let's move a little deeper into trusting the process right so the job I have oh my god it's 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 starting to um become a bit much (laughs) so I know it's It's like a shifting and it's kind of time for me to move forward. I already know what I want to do, but it's hard to take that jump. But while it's scary to shift jobs at 39, you have to make sure that you are trusting yourself And the decision that you are making. Like, okay, I know it's time for me to make a change. I know exactly what it is that I want to do. I set a goal for that. And I am going to accomplish it. I put that out into the atmosphere. So I believe that it is going to happen. But if you do not like your job, if there is something else that you want to do, people do it you have one life to live and you might as well be as happy as you can be period changing jobs changing careers going from working in corporate to an entrepreneur entrepreneur to working in corporate like all of that shit is scary but as my god mama say do it scared that is pretty much how I do a lot of things in my life. I do it scared. Because life is scary. All the shit that come up. Man, when I tell you life be on some bullshit sometimes. And I be like, what the fuck? Like, for real? Like, for real. So this is So this what we'll be doing today. Right. Okay, cool. Okay, all right. Okay, I can get with it. So... You know we just have to make sure that we are making the most of the life that we have because people are dying left and right y'all we ain't got time to be playing no more so let's slide on to the kids right so I have a little story here about trusting the process so when my son was um, seven his um, father decided that um, he that wasn't his child and I won't go into the details, but anywho, he decided that he no longer wanted to be a part of my son's life. And, um, you know, from birth to seven years, his father was in his life. And then he wasn't. So guess who had to deal with the acting out, the calls from the teacher, grades dropping, acting a goddamn fool at all times? Me. Me. I did what I knew to do. I did what I didn't know what to do. I did the best that I could do. I mean, I stayed on his ass. I'm that kind of I'm that kind of mama. I'm gonna be on your ass. I give you a little room, but when you start acting the goddamn fool, I'm on your ass. Period. At a T. Period. Okay. So there was a time. First of all, my son is non confrontational. He's always happy. He's always smiling like that's my road, dog. Like we grew up together. I was 17 when I had him. So, you know, by the time he was five, I was 22. So, you know, teachers looking at me like I'm his big sister. No, no, I'm his mama. But I said all that to say is I had to trust that whatever it is he was going through and that we were going through together, that he would get through it. And on the other side, he'd be okay. So I made sure that I was always in his life and I made sure that I told him that no matter what, mama is going to be here. And I also told him that not every parent Not everybody wants to be a parent. Let me say it like that. So, yeah, I know your father is gone. And I know that that's a difficult situation for you to have to deal with. But at the end of it all, your mother will always be here. I'll always be here to support you, keep you in check, make sure you are learning the lessons that you need to learn in life. As a man, you have... um. You step it out here and he can help you do that too. Like, so <laughs> we also went through a phase where he did not like school and I was extremely academic. I did have behavior issues cause it was shit going on at home, but I was a AB student and education to me is more important than sports. And that's coming from a woman who played sports. I played basketball in high school. So school was not his forte, like at all. And I had to come to the realization as a parent that I need to be okay with my child being a C student. Like not every child is an A, B student. That is literally the reality of it. Now, I am also the parent that doesn't Think that every child has to go to college because here's my thought on it if you're a C student okay so C's did get degrees we know that those grade levels does not determine your intelligence and how smart you are but I'm not putting my name on a loan I ain't signing a motherfucking thing if your ass barely got out of free school and I mean high school You barely got out. Not my son, but, you know, I'm just saying in in general. Well, hell, his ass too. You barely got out of free school. You want to go to college. Why? Like, you hated high school. You hated doing the work, the homework, studying, all of that. I'm not pressuring you to go to college. I'm not. Listen, there's going to come a point in your life where you're going to feel like you want to go to school to learn something. Then you go. You don't have to go right out of high school. You don't have to go now. You don't have to go in the next two years. You can go whenever it is you feel you need to go. But your ass will be getting a job. And your ass will be paying some shit around here. Not not a lot because your responsibility is not to make sure that this house runs. But just to show you some financial responsibility and how to pay bills, you paying your own cell phone bill. I ain't paid a cell phone bill since he was 15 and I won't. He is an able-bodied young man. He is now 21 years old. You can pay for your own shit. So anywho, um, when your kids are being Helgens and it just seemed like it's just one thing after another, after another, after another, you have to trust your instincts as a parent. You have to know That at some point in their lives, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. You have to trust the process of what you all are going through together. Because it's not just them, it's you too. Because you're the parent. Me and him, we were going through that together. So there were sleepless nights. I cried. I was frustrated. I was pissed off. I was upset. I beat his ass a lot of times. Because I believe in spanking. Not so much now. But... You know, hell, I was young then, so I was whooping ass and taking names. But that worked for him. So now we are at a point where he's an upstanding citizen, never been in any kind of trouble with the law at all. Like, he works, he likes working, he likes having his own money. I finally get real gifts for my birthday. (laughs) Christmas and Mother's Day Any parent of a child uh, Working age y'all understand what I mean by that But I said all that to say Is I had to trust the process That what we were going through At the moment Wasn't going to last For the remainder of his life That shit is hard to do Because when you in it You want that shit to end Aseptually And I wanted that shit to end But Such is life You got to go through What you got to go through To get to where you need to be now, let's bring everything, let's tie it all in together. You ever heard the saying, and it might be a Bible verse, I ain't been to church in so long, and or opened the Bible. So, patience is a virtue. I'm impatient. Well, I was impatient. Certain things I am impatient with. Let me be transparent. Standing in line and motherfuckers taking too goddamn long to do simple shit, I'd be about to lose my goddamn mind. Like, for real. Like, why the fuck is it taking you so long to do this? You know, it is what it is. But I have learned that when dealing with people, you have to be patient, you have to be understanding. It's necessary because we are humans. We make mistakes, we fuck up royally, and then sometimes we do some really good shit. But at the end of the day, we got to trust that the people in our lives that we hold close to us and we hold near and dear, we have to trust that they value the friendship as much as we do. And if they don't, get rid of their ass. You don't need no half ass friends in your life. Either they all in or they not. You know, and it's okay to have different sets of friends. I do. I have, you know, the friends that I hang out with. I have the friends that I work out with. I got the friends that I do poly shit with. I got friends that I do bald-headed, whole ratchet shit with. You know, different people do different things. So I have learned and am in a constant state of learning patience and that is with myself that is with my body that is with my two younger children my husband my job my entire life things have happened in my life within the last 3 weeks had it been year 37 i would have acted a motherfucking fool but I'm more mature now. I understand that what I am going through is for a reason. The universe has placed me in this situation for a reason. I don't know what the reason is at this point. But I know that on the other side of all the bullshit, there is some positive shit. And even in the midst of some bullshit, I can always find the positive in a situation. So, example, right? I am kind of, sorta in a uh, transparency moment here, in a difficult space as far as where I am in this poly shit. Right? It's going really good. I, I, I must admit, I this it literally fell into my lap. How everything happened, I wasn't looking for it, wasn't searching for it. That's just how it happened. But I have really had to look within to see if this is what I really want. Do you really want a husband and two boyfriends or lovers or, you know, whatever you want to call them, two others? I feel like that diminishes their value to me. Like their importance in my life and their priority. They're not others. They are who they are. So I, I am currently involved with three men. They all have the same personality type, but they're different. I don't compare the three of them at all. I'm not having sex with each one of them every single day. I'm not having sex with three men. And even if I was, fuck you, don't give a goddamn. If I want to, I will. Let's say that. But anywho, I digress. But it is not easy, but it's not difficult dealing with three different personalities. So the other two guys are Polly. One of them has a girlfriend. One of them is, you know, actively dating. And wait, no, he has a girlfriend and he's dating someone else and me. And then the other one is dating other people. As well. And I have like no feelings of jealousy, no feelings of inadequacy, no feelings of comparison. Like I, th- I thought I would. Like I really thought that I would be like he only nobody else with me. But really I'm not. Like I know what I have with each one of them, like all three of them. My relationship is different with each of them my connection is different which with each of them and i am able to be me wholeheartedly with all three you know it's little bumps in the road every now and then and disagreements and you know shit like that that just happens but because i'm a communicator i am able to like hone in like hey you know i know we had this disagreement here but Let's find a way where we can compromise. Like, I'm not giving up. I'm in this for the long haul. This is what I want to do. This is what I want in my life. So I am going to make sure that the men that I have in my life support me and that they want me for me and that they are not trying to change or tame me. I am not an animal. So I cannot be tamed. I am not a child, so I cannot be changed. Either you like me for all that I am, good, bad, otherwise, or you don't. Those are the only two options that you have when you are dealing with me. So um, I've had to trust the process of where I am in my life and just pretty much take it day by day with each of them. Because, you know, people are people. We never know um, how we're going to wake up and what kind of mood we're going to be in. Now, I'm pretty much like uh, energetic all day, every day, from the moment I wake up to right before I go to sleep. I'm extremely energetic, extremely positive. But even I have moments to where I just kind of, I just need to be vulnerable. And I need someone's (laughs) in my life that I can go to and just lay it all out on the carpet and not feel judged afterwards. We all need people like that in our life, whether you're living a poly lifestyle or traditional or however you are living your life. Please make sure that you have at least one person in your life where you can lay all that shit out on the carpet and they don't judge you for what the fuck you're doing. They'll check you if you're wrong and give their opinion about it but they won't make you feel judged or attacked for what it is that you're doing. So I'm thankful that I just that I just trusted what the universe was bringing into my life. I don't fight it. I'm like, okay, well, this is happening for a reason, good or bad, and I just need to like sit in it, so to speak. Like, uh, you know, it's like, I can find a positive moment in anything that, anything negative that happens. Sometimes it takes me a little longer to find something positive, but I always can. So even when shit get bad, remember that it's right. Right. It's happening for a reason. I don't know what I have done in my life to be receiving the blessings and karma, great karma that I have received within the last year. But thank you to the universe for bestowing that onto me and trusting me with the situation and knowing that I can do this shit. I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm all right. And I'm thankful for it. So wrapping up these topics here. At the end of it all, y'all, we have to trust the process of where we are in our lives. If shit is not going right in your life, the first thing you need to do is figure out why. Try to figure out why. And then figure out, okay, what is it I want to do? And how can I use this bullshit to catapult me to where I need to be? Failure is okay. It's how you recover from the failure that matters. And failure is however, you know, you view it. I, I can't tell you what's a failure to you. I know when I feel defeated or that I failed at something, you know, it's personal. So, anywho, we gonna move on. And y'all know what time it is, right? It's my favorite segment of the show. And we talking about the dick tales. Woo-hoo. Let me preface this dick tale by saying that sex is not involved in this dick tale, but I need to tell this story. <laughs> I think this was maybe this will be maybe one of the few dick tales that doesn't actually involve me actually fucking a dick. So or sucking a dick. Yeah, I didn't. I ain't touched a dick. I ain't. I mean, I seen it, but anywho, let's let, let's get right on into it. So. I'm in the mall one day, right? And let me, okay. So sometimes I have these um impulses to do some bald headed whole shit. And I just roll with it. So I consider this hood red bald headed whole shit. Yeah. So just bear with me. And cause I know that shit happens to me. To either be able to tell a good-ass story, you know, bad decisions, make good stories. Or to learn a motherfucking lesson. And uh, I learned a lesson this time around. Okay? All right. So, I'm in the mall. Going to whatever I was looking for at the time. And this guy stopped me. Tall, dark skin. He had really nice lips. Oh, my God. They were like, they were thick at the top and thick at the bottom. Ladies, y'all know what I'm Well, fellas, y'all too. You know, when you have, when you meet someone and their lips are proportioned well, and you like, oh, I know you can kiss. Like, oh, well, you're probably a vacuum suck. My clip right down your throat, huh? Mm. Anyway, so when he was talking to me, I'm looking at his mouth. Cause I'm like, God damn, you got a pretty mouth. Like, like, can I just, can I sit on your face? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we probably would have got locked up for that. But I was thinking it. So anyway, he caught himself interviewing me for some little YouTube show he had. And I made like a little squirting reference. And he didn't catch the reference right offhand. So anyway, at the end of it all, he asked me for my phone number. No, no, no. Let me pull back. He asked me to rate him on a scale of 1 to 10. Now, just bear with me, y'all. He had on a baseball cap. And, um, braids, Mm -hmm. maybe he was about, uh, extra large or two X, but his shirt was like a three X. And then he had like these big ass jeans on. And I was like, eh, you're like a five or six. And he was like five or six. I said, how old are you? He said, 35. I said, why the fuck are you out here looking like an old ass nigga still trying to hold on to his twenties? I said, why do you have braids? it's 2019 locks or cut that shit off it's pretty much how i see it as a grown-ass woman if you're trying to attract grown-ass women baby these braids ain't gonna do it and i said your clothes too goddamn big like you are a handsome guy why your clothes so fucking big you need a stylist you need somebody to help you anyway so we exchanged numbers he hit me up a couple days later and uh, so we chit-chatting, and you know, right off top, I let people know what I got going on, give you the decision or not whether you want to continue with the conversation. He was cool with continue with the conversation. I bet. So, you know, sex comes up. I like talking about sex. It, you know, it is what it is. I am more than sex, but I have no problem talking about sex. So, we get a little deeper into the conversation and, you know, he's just talking here and there, whatever. And I let him know, you know, that I see two other guys and I'm married. And um, he made a reference that he could fuck me better than all three of them. And I told him, well, see, that's where you got me fucked up. Because I have never, nor will I ever, have a problem getting dick. That's easy. I can walk down the street and get some dick. But at this moment in my life, I'm looking for a deeper connection with somebody. Like, okay, all you want to fuck? I want to fuck. But what else you got? Okay, you play music. All right. Cool, you're a musician. Okay, bit got it. You got gigs and shit. Okay, cool, bet. What else is there to you, sir? So anyway, he lived with his mama. He failed to mention that he has a child. I just happened to find out on a humdrum that he has a child. And I was like, nigga, what? Why the fuck would you tell me? you?" Okay, you know what? It don't even matter. I got kids. I got men. I got a whole bunch of shit going on. So... He tells me that if we ever want to hook up, he's going to have to get an Airbnb or a hotel because he lived with his mama, right? And I said, okay. I said, it's just like that. So he was like, but you know, I would need to know before I get the Airbnb if you'd be able to come through. I said, okay, cool. Bet. I didn't say I was going to do it. I just said, okay, cool. Bet. So one day, this was the beginning of his end, you all. So one day he hit me up, and um, this was this was strike two. So he says, "I got an Airbnb for tonight." I was like, "Oh, cool! That's pretty awesome." He's like, "Yeah, I just needed, you know, a little getaway. Oh, you need to get away from your mama, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your meals, yeah, your meals." So, anywho. So he gets to Airbnb, and he was like, you going to be able to come through? I was like, eh. You know, I started scratching the back of my neck. You know how niggas do when they about to start lying. But I ain't lying to him. I was like, nah, you know, I'm going to see my trainer, and uh, then I have a date. And he was like, wow. I'm like, wow, what? And he was like, nothing. Enjoy your night. I guess I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I was like, all right, nigga, cool. (laughs) Ain't no hair off my back. I don't have hair on my back. It's just the same. So anyway, about mm, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, he texts me. Now, my phone is on Do Not Disturb, so I didn't get that shit anyway till the next morning. So he hits me up, and he was like, you still out? I mean, I was already in the bed by that time, so, and i damn sure wasn't coming over there. So we're having a conversation, and we video chatted every now and then, right? So he went a video chat. He got on a video chat, and this motherfucker is masturbating. Now, I can't see the dick, but his hand is moving, and the camera is shaking. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I said it just like that. I said, nigga, look closer. Nigga, are you masturbating for real? He was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was thinking about, no, nah, no, nope. we not finna do that. We're not going to do that at all. None whatsoever. And he was like, well, let me go ahead and, you know what I'm saying? Get this out. And then I hit you back. I, right. Cause I'm hanging up anyway. So he hit me back up later on and I was like, what's up? What's going on? He was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling some kind of way. And I was like, Wh- why are you? feeling some kind of way he was like cuz you know what I'm saying I know you fucking them other niggas you dealing with but you ain't gave me no pussy uh, um and your point is he was like well I mean I feel like if you fucking them you should be fucking me too uh, it, 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 excuse me I'm sorry, what? So I said, wait a minute. <laughs> How long? Here on the hood, red bitch. like, my nigga, hold up. So what you're saying to me is, is that because I am having sex with men who are priorities in my life, b- because I'm having sex with them, I should automatically put you on the list because you want to have sex with me. He said, yeah. I said, you are out of your motherfucking goddamn mind. How dare you try to put some type of entitlement or how dare you feel entitled to get some of this pussy? First of all, nigga, you live with your mama. That shit ain't sexy. Second, you have braids. Which you take out and blow out like you think you DJ quick. Third of all, you got that fucking Airbnb thinking that I was going to come over and give you some pussy. Nigga, you played yourself. And that's why you are currently sitting at home with your dick in your hand. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't mean it like that. No, 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 no. You mean it exactly how you said it number one you got the nerve to be in your feelings because i'm having sex with somebody else other than you number two this pussy ain't promised to you you don't own a motherfucking thing over here so how you gonna tell me what i should or should not be doing with my pussy okay you fucked up when you told me that you know you could fuck me better than the three of them Baby, little buddy, baby boy, no, no to all of it. I'm good. No, thank you. I'd rather not. So I snapped on him, you know, just a little bit because I didn't cuss a lot. So I don't consider that like snapping. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of put him in his place a little bit. So what I did after that is he said, hey, you know what I'm saying? I got a gig to do. I'll hit you up later. You know what I said? Okay. hmm Have a great gig. As soon as we got off that phone, block. I blocked him on social media. I blocked him on the phone. Ghosted that nigga like a motherfucker. Now... I ain't always been a ghoster because, you know, I'm the chick that always feels like she got to let a motherfucker know why you fucked up. But you know what? At this point, I don't even give a fuck no more. I'm not wasting no energy on a nigga. I ain't finna fuck anyway. And I ain't finna waste energy on a nigga that I don't give a give a fuck about. So, sir, ghosted. Enjoy your life. You don't know where I live. You don't know shit else about me. And I blocked you on everything anyway. So I'm going to act as though you never existed in my life. And I'd prefer if you do the same. So that is the dick tale, which actually leads right into the Who Gonna Check Me. So this is my favorite segment of the show. And it is called and you got it okay now this who gonna check me is about niggas who think they entitled to some shit just because they are a man or you are their woman so let me read you this shit that made me go the fuck off on this old punk bitch ass nigga earlier this week on facebook now, I don't mind calling niggas out. I want y'all to understand that. So, this is what he says. Okay, y'all? You ready? If you are a bi woman and won't have threesomes with your man, keep that shit to yourself. What the fuck are you telling him for? If y'all are not going to conquer these women together, stop telling him, Stop telling him you're bi and all the fun, freaky shit you did before you got with him, especially if you're not going to do it with him. That's just like me winning a new car from The Price is Right and they keep the keys or like me bringing the groceries in the house, but I can't eat any. Get the fuck out of here. So my response was, first of all, her sexuality isn't contingent upon making sure you are involved. You too can share a connection and she can share a connection with a woman as well. Just because she is bisexual doesn't equate to having threesomes. I don't know why some of you men have the goddamn audacity to feel entitled to her pussy and what she does with it. And there was another woman on the post who commented under mine who agreed with, with with what I said. He told her to get the fuck off of his post. Now, this nigga don't know me, but he knows of me and vice versa. I don't think I recall ever meeting him in person, but we have mutual people that we know. So uh, after he told her that, you know, she can get the fuck off of his post and fuck this and fuck that. I said, oh, oh, this is what you want to do tonight. Today. It was today. Yeah. This is what you want to do today. Okay, I got something for your ass. So my response was, you are truly a whiny ass, bitch ass nigga. For real. All your posts are complaining about a woman. You are a bum and any woman who deals with your bitch baby ass is stupid. And before you tell me to get off your post, you can say that shit. Fuck you, your raggedy ass, and that sour ass dick you're walking around with. So here's my rant for the day. Y'all niggas got some motherfucking nerve. Now, in this instance, and we're going to go by the post here. Nigga, maybe you ugly. Did you ever think about that? You know, it's hard to think you're ugly when you got somebody. You know what I'm saying? But just because you're attractive to her doesn't mean you're attractive to the women that she's having sex with. They might not want your ugly ass. All up in the mix of their wonderful sex that they having with each other. Because, yes, that nigga is ugly on the inside and out. So, again, before you go, brother, trying to make it seem like, don't be telling me no shit that you ain't going to do with me. Nigga, fuck you. Fuck, pickety-fuck, fuck, 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 uck uck you. You are not entitled to a goddamn motherfucker. Fucking thing on that woman's body, and vice versa. Just because you are her man does not mean that she is required to have threesomes with your ugly ass just because you want them and just because she is bisexual. Her sexuality does not have anything to do with you, ugly ass motherfucker. Ugh. And to all you others out there, Ladies, I know it's happened to you before. We've all met an entitled ass motherfucker who think that we supposed to give him some just cuz, just like the nun dick tell before who gonna check me, that nigga really thought that I was supposed to give him some pussy cuz he wanted some. What? Where? Like, like for real, where they do that at? Cause they don't do that right here. So I don't understand how you have the nerve, the gall, the, uh -uh. let let me rewind it. You have the nerve and the unmitigated gall to say that bullshit out your motherfucking mouth. Before you get mad that she won't have threesomes with you, maybe you ought to realize that nigga you ugly Maybe no one is sexually attracted to you like that. Maybe you got a little dick. Maybe your head is trash. I don't know. But you need to do a little self-reflection. If she continues to have threesomes or continues to be with women and doesn't want to include you in it, either y'all need to keep that shit separate or nigga, you just need to understand that you ugly. I mean, those are only the reasonable explanations that I can come up with. But, you know, I know of that nigga, and he is ugly to me. And apparently, (laughs) he ugly to them bitches his woman is fucking too. So, oh well, my nigga. Anywho, so let us go ahead and wrap this shit up. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the candy bag bitch. Remember, you can find me on Facebook at the candy bag B, Instagram at the candy bag underscore B, and the email is it's the at gmail.com. You all enjoy your morning, afternoon or night and LB is up out this bitch.